Hey guys, welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. Today's episode 110, and we've got on uh, a very special guest, Jillian Tedesco. Jillian? Hi, how's it going? On. Yeah, great. It's great to be back with you guys. Yeah. So, um, so for those of you that don't know, Jillian actually, uh, we got to hear her speak at one of our Bros and Business events. And I just had to ask, you obviously, I'm guessing, were not like an avid listener of ours before you came to the event and had no idea who we were. What were you, what did you think you were getting into when you agreed to do a bros and business speaking engagement? Well, I thought it was going to be all dudes, okay. of course, you yeah. know. Um, but I, I figured it was going to be like small group kind of thing. Like you, had, um, Brad had kind of given me a heads up on like what it was, but you know, there were some ladies there. There was a couple. Yeah. Yeah, there was a couple. So um, yeah, it's just it, it's interesting because obviously it is more difficult to pull like women speakers and guests just uh -huh. because of the name. Mm -hmm. So um, hats off to you for actually coming to that. And I'm surprised that you didn't say, no, we're not going to do this for a bunch of douchey bros. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, right. Um, so, well, um, so let's talk about, I guess we want to take the opportunity to talk about you, your story, and Fit Flavors. Uh, Fit Flavors' slogan is fresh prepared meals for health-conscious busy people. So we got the opportunity to hear you speak at our event uh, to talk about your whole story. But for those that don't know, tell us how you went from this concept now to five locations, a book, and a podcast. In how many minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as you want. Yeah, this is your time. What do you want? The whole story of like how I started Fit Flavors kind of thing? Yeah, I would just say like, you know, give us the, because we typically try to make these about, yeah. you know, like you said, around 20 to 25 yeah. minutes. Um, give us you a know, condensed. It, it was, um, the, the reason I started Fit Flavors was um, I, I had experienced... Um, a setback in my life. I'd lost a previous business. And in that time, I decided I was going to follow my passion, which was really nutrition and food. So I started, I created the concept. I have a background in fitness, love nutrition. So created the concept of uh, healthy meals to go, went to culinary school, became a chef and, you know, just took a stab at it. I uh, was a personal chef for several years until I kind of grew it too, so big out of my house. I had the the nine refrigerators in my house, cooking for 80 people on a weekend, draw, driving all over St. Louis and decided, okay, I think I'm going to open a brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. So did that and um, it really took off and quickly grew to three stores in like three years. And in that time I had two, two children at the time. So it was gas pedal to the floor kind of thing. And um, when I got to like year three, I looked back and I was like, holy cow, like how'd I get here? Um, I'm not equipped to run a company of this size. Um, and that's when I really had to look internally um, inside the business on what I had to do different. And that's when I really leveled up as a business owner and I worked on my own personal development, developed teams, looked at, I mean, everything that would affect our bottom line and really had to like pick the business back up because when we had grown so quickly, um, it was all great until it wasn't. And then it just, how I had told you before, it just kind of all started falling beneath, like everything was falling out the bottom. Right. And so trying to figure it out and get the business back to being successful. So um, the next couple of years I spent innovating on a lot of ideas with machinery and production. Um, we restructured the organization, did our, our um, like all of our uh, staffing different. Um, we made different teams. I had to move a bunch of leaders around and then we started to turn around. And then when the pandemic hit over the last couple years, um, it actually, it worked in our favor as we were deemed essential. So uh, we took every advantage we could to just serve the people. And we were 
we were in need in that time because we delivered food and we uh, were healthy. So I, I think everybody during the pandemic was looking for quick and convenient and healthy. So um, it kind of exacerbated everything we had put in place over those couple years when we were trying to rebuild. So we had built an e-commerce. So we, our, our deliveries really just went through the roof. And um, in those two years, 2020 and 21, we had... Uh, we had acquired a competitor, so that was store four. And then we opened store five, which has been one of our really big locations. It's in Sunset Hills. And then our, our delivery business picked up. So it, it went up, it came down, and then it's it's been going back up. And now we've kind of come up for air now yeah. that things have kind of normalized. So it's just, um, I've had to kind of take a step back and like, okay, I've got a completely different type of business now than I even had two years ago. So I feel like I've just been constantly having to relearn how to run the organization at a different size with the people, the people sure. on my team. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's how we've got to where we are today. <laughs> I, I listened to, uh, you just had a podcast drop like, I think it was 10 days ago or something like that. And I, I can't remember the name of the podcast that you were on, so I apologize. Oh, but I, the one with Lisa Nichols? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I listened to that one today, actually, because uh, I was like, oh, man, there's probably a lot of information on here. And she might be going over some stuff that you did on that one as well. But um, as far as diving into some of the specifics around like those leadership changes, I'm sure that was mm -hmm. so tough to try and say, all right, this you're not in the right seat on the bus. That is so hard. So yeah. I, I guess if you don't mind kind of talking through what your what your strategy was on that, because I think there's a lot of business owners that listen to this or mm -hmm. people who want to own bigger businesses, but then they look at that and they're thinking, I can't manage all these people. Yeah, it's hard. Um, so, you know, like when you first start, you've got like just your group of people that helped you get started and you start to grow. And then what happens is the skills required to do the job they might not have. I mean, I didn't have skills, you know, and I've had to work really hard um, to to get those skills, you know, because like if I look like five years ago, could I have run the, the size business that I have today? Probably not, you know, um, but I've got a lot of resources around me. I've gotten some help from some people where I need it to help me do my job and getting my leads that also, also that helped. So we brought in kind of like um, kind of like a business coach, more or less for me, that was actually pretty helpful. And more or less, she just would help me with how to communicate with employees, um, how to structure things um, with processes and procedures. Like I, that has been just like, oh, the bane of my existence, but it's so important for business. Like you have to have a process for everything. And when we found that we would create processes and follow through with it, more people could do the process. And all, so you're like extracting what you, single employees can do, getting it on paper so you can train other employees to do it. And then that's how you can scale the business because you can train them to do new things, teach them new skills. So they're not always doing the same thing. And so I feel like, I've, I've poured into a lot of the training with my my current team. And then, you know, sometimes you get someone in there that, that doesn't have the skill set. And if you have the accountability checks in place, they, they kind of work themselves out of the positions, you know, and you just got to hold, hold to that accountability and that um, expectation. You know what right. I mean? Mm -hmm. So... I want to uh, I want to go back to when you talked about that you implemented a business coach because that's something I don't think I remember you talking about yeah. the last time. Oh. That, but the... Uh, the business coach topic is a very hot topic right uh -huh. now because there's all these online coaches. And then even like, and I think it's one of those industries that's like, there's so many shitty ones yeah. that it's like, it just gets a bad rap. Uh -huh. uh, because even on our podcast, we're kind of split down the middle of like, you know, I like, I'm a person that likes coaches and believes in coaches. 
And then a couple people are just like, no, fuck coaches, like it's all yep, a scam. Yep. So what what was your mentality going into that and what made you pull the trigger? And then obviously your experience with that coach. So like for me, you know, I've, I go back and forth, you know, and when I sit down, one, I wanted them to be present. I, I did not want to hire someone that would be over Zoom or something like, I wanted that person tangibly to meet with me because especially if they're going to meet my, my team, they would be more impactful and they'd be more bought in. So this person actually sits on my leadership team in, in, in our meetings and stuff. So like when I sat down with her, it's actually a girl, she, I realized she had a set of skills that I did not. She's very, what, I don't know, how do I say this? Great bedside manner, where I'm not. <laughs> I am direct, I can be blunt, I can be brutal, I can be rude, and that's just who I am. And I don't, I don't think that's my heart position, but like, I'm just like, I'm always moving forward and I just, I, I tend to go quickly. And she's like, oh, wait, 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 you gotta remember X, Y, and Z. Oh, okay. So she helps kind of like craft it. So it's more accepted and it's just given me more grace, I think, with my team. So she's helped me be more professional. And that's gone a long way because that's how I've gotten more buy-in. And um, when I get her to support them leading their teams, that's what she's done for us. So anything from helping us implement a new process and procedure to structuring an email that's going to say, this is what the company is going to do. And these are the steps that we're going to take. And mm -hmm. here's the timeline and just helping me get super organized with that. Like that is not my strong suit and I knew that. So when I could have someone step in and help me with that, like it, it was, it's humbling because you gotta just say, I just know I'm not good at that, but I know where I need to go. They, yep. They're just a person that helps me get there quicker. You I, know what I mean? I wish Dan was here because this is like major Dan vibes, right? Dan Griner, Dan was uh, the shorter guy that was at the at the event last time. Uh -huh. And he uh, he's a really good golfer, by the way, but he <laughs> uh, he is always sincere with his message, uh -huh. but his delivery most of the time, when especially when it comes to serious stuff, is just trash. Oh, like it's, it's just it's some people overly just have a blunt, gift, and it's and it's just like and he's realizing like he's got to dial it back. So he says things with like good intentions to people, yeah. but at times like to employees or whoever or people like us, even so, you know, it just comes off as just mm -hmm. like a little uh, brash, I guess. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. yeah, that's uh, that's hilarious. So she helped you kind of like dial that in, and I guess mm -hmm. learn a little bit more mm -hmm. how to like deliver messages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, like her specialty is kind of like business development. She loves like growing the culture of the business and the, throughout the employees. So like she's she's got a beat on it. She's been with me almost two years now. So she's learned my leadership team and now she's aiding some of them with their teams, which is really great. Um, but so I think just finding who works for you. When I sat down with her and I go, God, she's got something I can't do. Like I respect her for that. Like now she's going to help me in what, I, that's my void. And she fills that void for me. She helps me be better. She helps me be a better leader. So for that, like, I totally love her. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So like, I think it's finding someone who you know can um, can aid you in something that y y is a weakness for you. Like, whether that's doing the books or communicating with your team or whatever that is. Like, I feel that I'm a good leader, but I just feel like sometimes I just wish, why doesn't everybody go this quickly? And why can't we all just... Why does everybody need to have all their feelings so, you know, taken care yeah. of all the time? But like when you're dealing with that many people, it's a real thing, you know? And it's like the culture of your business is a true thing. And she just really helps me. Um, she just really helps me keep it aligned. That's awesome. So, yeah. so did you originally hire her independently and then you brought her into the organization as your own, I guess, as an employee or as a... Yeah, because I was like, wow, you know, like she she's truly making me feel better. I mean, even to, to the point where like when my business got to the point where I was like, okay, like 
I want to set goals and company objectives and start doing reviews for my employees because, you know, when you first start, you don't have all that stuff set up and not all businesses do it and it works for some, but like people were giving me, I want to say like making this their career. So I wanted to show them that I was investing back in, back into them. So yep. giving them that feedback and setting goals for them and pushing them. So just getting all that organized to do that regularly and it it's 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 um it's overwhelming when that's not what you want to do. Yeah. That's not my passion, you know, right. it's something I do because I'm leading this business. My passion is food. Yeah. My, my passion is nutrition, you right. know, but um leading the team is is important and it's just not it's a big part of it and I I was the first to raise my hand and say I need help, you know. Yeah, so she sounds this person sounds like um because it sounds like there's a vested interest in the company. Uh-huh. It sounds like a lot of onboarding. Is it is it was she more of a like consultant, like was she like running the HR side of things or was it more of like a business coach? Like was she coaching you or was she coaching the business or was she coaching you coaching you on the business? Um, I mean, she's not telling me what to do with the business. That's right. not what she does. So it's more it's more with people. Like, gotcha. Yeah, like business, I say business coach, but like it's leadership is is huge. Just helping me manage the people and the culture, I would say more so. Okay, Yeah. cool. I don't go to her for like, you know, any of my like, business decisions far, but like to me, managing the leadership team and the culture is one of the most important things about running a successful business. For so, sure. That aspect. Yeah. And uh, and you talked about kind of the ups and downs of your company mm-hmm. through COVID, through e-com, through all these different things to, to kind of get to where you are. And then the book and the podcast, um, both titled Owning the Weight, yeah, right? Yeah. So talk, I, I assume that that has to do with kind of the ups and downs and like how long it takes you to actually build success. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, so Owning the Weight, I, I just love that because like I, I, I'm big on like people taking ownership. Like if anything you want in life, like if you want to be good at anything, golf or anything, you have to fully own the whole process. So like you can't buy your way through and take shortcuts. Like mm-hmm. you can hire people to help you, but ultimately you still have to do it. And um, with nutrition, on my nutrition journey, I, I I learned like, hey, you can get on a diet or you can have a trainer, but at the end of the day, if you don't understand basic nutrition and what's going on with the food in your body, like you're not really gonna make better decisions because you won't know what to decide to choose. So when I fully understood nutrition, I could make decisions for myself. When it comes to business, like it just, yeah, there's a weight there, you know? So just like, as I've learned and had to level up professionally, like I, I can see the seeds that I've planted over the years are starting to bear fruit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So owning the weight um, is just to encourage people to to take full ownership of the process, um, whether that's from the visualization of what you see with your future to um, really, you know, creating goals and writing it down and, and like, visiting those goals and uh, making them come to fruition in your mind um, to, um, you know, also processing the failures along the way. So like, it's all part of owning the weight is just, it's it's gonna take time and you gotta own every piece of it. And a lot, education is one of those pillars that go in there too. I talk about that in my book a lot is like, anything that you wanna be good at, you have to, you have to be open for more education. So constantly be learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever you, uh, so, you guys, because you guys both seem like you're in great shape, right? Like from a, I guess, getting started in this journey, was there ever a point where you were thinking like, okay, I need to make some changes and that's why nutrition became such a big part of your lives? Or was this something that has just always been ingrained in you? 
Uh, what do you mean, like? Is that why I started Fit Flavors? No, just like even from the beginning when you were in, when you had clients, right? And uh -huh. you had your own, you were training people and whatnot. Then you started nutrition programs for them. Was there a moment before that, like even growing up, where you were like, I should probably get on the right track as far as nutrition is concerned? So yeah, um, I share my story in my book, but like I didn't always have the best relationship with food and nutrition. I got started very early on in the bodybuilding industry. So I thought, oh, that's how you got to live healthy and it wasn't. There was a lot of like, um, very, a lot of hard rules, and it's it's very much a diet mentality when you're like training for a show. Except I never did a show. I just ate like a bodybuilder for a couple years, and what it created was a lot of bad eating habits. And I'm just my whole like, oh, can I eat that? I can't eat that. And oh, you can't have that. That's bad for you. So I started like labeling foods as good and bad. And I talk about this in my book. And th this is just my journey, but everybody kind of goes through their own relationship with food. And I got to a point where I was so unhappy. I was bloated all the time. I wasn't I wasn't in great shape. And I'm like, I just feel like shit. And I was like, I, I don't even really think I understand nutrition. So I started pursuing it to understand it. And when I did, and I understood the science of how carbohydrates and proteins and fats actually work in the body and work together. And then I started understanding insulin and glucose and all of that, it made so much more sense. So then I started creating food that I knew was gonna react a certain way in our body. And it just made so much more sense. So then when I was, would I go to eat, I wouldn't feel like I couldn't, couldn't have. I was like, I just want that food because I know it's gonna do this when it comes to my body. And so now I've been doing that for almost 15 years. And it's just, I feel like it's the domino effect with my, the, the condition that I'm, the shape that I'm in now. It's right. like, it's just been so long of eating well that I can eat whatever I want now. It's just, I don't have bad habits where I engorge. I yeah. just, I can have... I really engulf the 80-20 philosophy now. But yes, big fan of the yeah. like Pareto principle type stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's funny, yeah, everybody kind of goes on their journey of like food, nutrition, whatever, because I was like up until like 22-ish, like, like a skinny fat kid. Like uh -huh. I played sports, but I didn't lift. I ate like shit all the time and then started getting into weights and then... They're like, well, you got to gain weight, and so it's uh -huh. like eight eggs every morning, and I, like you know, and then it everything went from, was like, how much protein can I get? Yeah, right. <laughs> and then it went from that to it's like, oh, like this paleo thing's cool, and then it was just like, oh, well, um, not paleo, like all these different like diets that I would try, and then it was like, you know, basically kill myself over to start looking a certain way, uh -huh. and then like as soon as I popped off of it, it was. It was gone. You had bad habits because you just felt so deprived all the time that finally when you were off, you just blew it. Oh, yeah. And then you felt like shit and you were like, well, now I need to go back on again to feel good about myself. And it's just like this never-ending battle. Yeah. And uh, and, then, <laughs> and well, and then a couple of years ago, I just, like looked into like flexible dieting, uh -huh. right? Just like counting your macros, just having like a general idea uh -huh. of like what's coming in, what's coming out. Obviously, keep it as much like um, whole foods-ish uh -huh. as possible, lean meat, stuff like that. And I was, and then I did it through 75 hard. And then I actually used fit flavors, like, because of like time management. Yep. I was like, I'm not going to like chance this. I'm not going to set myself up for failure. Like, I'm doing the fit flavors route. And I was like, oh, I was like, I can have cheese in a cheeseburger bowl. And yeah. like, this is okay. Or like, rice is fine. Actually, at that point, rice was like ice cream to me. Like, I could just <laughs> eat any type of carbs and just destroy them. But yeah, uh, but it took me years to actually to get to that point, too. And Bobby, I know you've had some some ups and downs in your uh, fitness nutrition. Yeah, uh, shoot, it was a little bit over two years ago, I weighed 270 pounds. Wow. And uh, I was a, a big guy in a in a verbally abusive relationship, just not happy. And I uh, got out of that relationship and then I decided to 
I, I stopped drinking. I, I also was an alcoholic, so I needed to stop there. And then as soon as I stopped drinking, I was like, okay, I can, now I can do, I, I mean, obviously this isn't about 75 hard, but I found, I was like, okay, I, that's a program that I wanted to try and I never thought I'd be able to stop drinking. So I hired a nutrition coach because part of that is following a diet plan. I'm like, I don't know how to file, follow a diet plan. What does yeah. that even mean? Yeah. Uh, and then over the course of the next 100 days, I lost 70 pounds um, and got all the way back down to, um, or, sorry, I lied. I was 260. I lost 90 pounds to get down to uh, 190. Wow. And um, oh my gosh. then, or 70 to get to 190. My math is bad right now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I got there eventually. Uh, and then that's when I realized, okay, I got to start putting on some muscle. I thought I, I thought I looked good because I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I might be fat, but I wear it well. And then I lost all that weight, and I was like, oh shoot, I need to start lifting and doing something, eating some more of those right foods. So hiring that nutrition coach was an absolute game changer mm -hmm. for me, and uh, continues to change how I see food um, uh -huh. uh, now on. So it's cool. I yeah, love it. That's awesome. Yeah, getting someone like that can speed up the education, but like you're still learning, I'm sure. Right. You know, once you get that education and you learn, I feel like people are empowered to make their own decisions versus like probably when you started, you just did whatever they told you because you didn't know any better. Right. Now mm -hmm. you know you've gotten experience and that continuing building on your education, like it, it's so powerful with nutrition. And I feel like God, if Fit Flavors can help educate people on how to properly eat, which is we believe in, this is our philosophy, three things, whole foods, like quality, mm -hmm quality foods in portion control, because at the end of the day, if you do have cheese, you do have chocolate, as long as you stay within portion, like you're not gonna go that far off the deep end. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then balance, balance of all the macro and micronutrients, because when we when we eliminate food groups or macronutrients, that's when like the yo-yoing and that's where the instability comes in. You know, it's not a sustainable approach. Right, yeah. So those three things. Yeah, we love those. So. We're, uh, uh, we're obviously a self-development podcast. Um, we be, believe that you're a product of the people that you surround yourself with and the content that you consume. So we're curious, as a business owner, uh, what, are, what is the content that you're currently consuming, whether it's books, <laughs> podcasts, or just social media follows? You don't look happy with that question. No, I, just, <laughs> I think you're going to be stunned. I read the Bible a lot. Yeah? Yeah, I read the Bible. Um, I listen to, right now, I'm just, I listen to a lot of pastors. I listen to sermons nonstop. It's just um, that that's got me. What else am I listening? I'm reading a book on um, just mindset for my golf game and yep. how it's so interesting how you're like have conscious mind, subconscious mind, and then you have a self image of yourself. Mm. And like, I actually played in the club championship today at my club and just like trying to apply it. Oh my God, it was so hard under pressure, like being in a tournament. I was like, wow, I've never worked those muscles before because. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I told him, I'm like, I don't know what went wrong today. Like, I just, it was not my game, but it's the nerves. It was so crazy. What's the book? It's With Winning in Mind. With Winning in Mind? Mm -hmm. It's written by um, an Olympic gold medalist. Okay. Yeah. Because we know uh, a couple of mindset books that are like that, the RSF, Relentless Solution Focus, mm -hmm. by Dr. Jason Selk, who's a local guy here and was like the mental training coach for the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, yeah. he has a book? Yeah. You have to send me that. Really, yeah. really good book. Yeah, we inter we did an interview on him a while ago and we all got books from him. Yeah. yeah. It was cool. I buy them for my sales team actually and that's kind of our whole philosophy is staying solution focused on on things like that. Uh, but it, it, it's interesting you bring up golf too. Well, sorry, so it didn't go well today. No. That's what you're saying. <laughs> um, I, I'm just like, I'm actually really proud of myself that I did it because like, I'm like, I want to I wanna take golf more serious. I mean, I probably played 10 rounds, 15 rounds this year, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, and it, like I just got back into it this year and I'm, 
you know, because it's just been having little kids and stuff in the growing sure. business. It hasn't been something I've been able to pursue at the amount that I want, you sure. know? So. Well, I, I looked up, so I, I I keep track of my handicap and all that. Yeah. So, of course, I went onto the Gin app and I had to see how the Tedescos are playing uh-huh. uh, right now. And I, I was wondering, that was actually going to be one of my questions is, <laughs> what love, are you guys... I love that you checked on I Gin. I did. I, have, I, I straight up had it screenshotted. Uh, and I think, let's see, it was uh, Jason, you're at a 5.9 and, and Jillian, you're at a 16.9 right now. Uh-huh. So I'm wondering, like, I mean, obviously you're working on your mindset, but what part of your games are you guys focused on getting that handicap down? Oh, what? Oh, so I'll be honest. I just saw a swing coach like in the last two weeks, which was, I told him, why did I do this before the club championship? He's all up in my head. So he's got me totally changed my swing path. So I've just been trying to do that. We were at Top Golf the other day and I'm getting so frustrated because I can't hit the targets, you know, and I'm like, this is a basic shot. And I'm like trying this new swing and it's just, it's humbling, you know, and it's, He's like, go back to your old swing. And I'm like, I can't just switch back and forth <laughs> like that. But um, it's it's definitely just my irons and my driver. I mean, my chipping and putting has been good. I'm happy with it, mm-hmm. you know, but um, it's it's just my swing right now. It's, yeah. It feels a mess. I wish Dan was here to talk about it because I would I would rag on him a little bit. I've, he's a plus handicap. He's a great golfer. Oh, um, wow. And the only time I've ever played with him, I beat him. And I played probably the best round of my life. I shot at 73 at Peevely, and uh, I think he shot like a 79, and he's a he's like a plus one and a half oh, or yeah. something Dan like that. Oh, yeah. Dan won his uh, club championship at Sunset. At Sunset. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've never played there. No, neither have I. Because I, well, you guys are at Meadowbrook, yeah. right? So I'm actually going to be there with, uh, do you know Mark Shop? Uh, by chance, mm-hmm. so uh, he's a I, he's a member out there. He actually works with us, uh, and so we're going to be out there next week. And I, if I went out there, I did in high school. I don't even remember it. So I'm I'm just going in saying I I don't know the course. So yeah, uh, any tips that you have would be welcomed. Oh, <laughs> um, well, they've taken down so many trees. They just redid all our bunkers too. I think it plays better, and uh, it's more forgiving. The bunkers are just like way easier to get out of in the fairway. Um, I don't, I mean, advice, I, don't, I mean, no. I don't have, I mean, play your game. You sounds like yeah. you're a pretty decent golfer. I'm okay. Dan's yeah. a little bit better than me, but like I said, undefeated against Dan. Oh. I have to make sure that that's on the record. One and zero. One and zero. retired. We'll now. make that a real, yeah. and we'll put it so out. So do you guys play from the blues or the blacks? Oh, tips. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, neither. <laughs> neither. <laughs> I don't golf, no. Uh, I did golf for a while, and I play a lot of sand volleyball, and I was like, all right, if I play golf, if I do both, I would play golf once a month. And I'm like, I feel like that would do nothing. Yeah, but it's, it's a me. hard game to be good at if you're not playing all the time. Yes, 100%. I've got some time, though. I, feel I think like. one of my life goals is to be able to get down to a single-digit handicap for sure. Like, that would make me so happy. That would be more fun for him as well because I envision us taking these golf trips for the rest of our lives. We're trying to right. probe our kids right now. Oh, yeah, They're like seven and eight, so we take them up there. We feed them goldfish and, and lemonade so they'll come out and play with us. Yeah. You know, <laughs> We can get through one, two, and, and, and nine. There's like one, two, and you cross over and uh-huh. play nine, and then you're done. It's, or one, eight, and nine. I'm sorry. It's the way the course plays, and then you yeah. just kind of play three holes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, I follow you on Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. And it, from what I see, I think you're because you have two boys, right? Uh-huh. And they're both are they baseball players? Is that their main sport, or do they play a little bit of everything? My oldest is yeah, he's psychotic. He okay. can tell you a stat of any team with any player. It's weird, and he knows like who the relief pitchers are for the teams. I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> um, he watches like Quick Pitch every day. But my younger son, I mean, he's still kind of coming into his own. He's soccer, hockey, baseball. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, actually, while we're on that subject of like the the socials, we have one more question. But before I forget, 
Uh, if people want to follow you, follow your journey, follow your company, mm-hmm. uh, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, I'd say Instagram. You can always follow me on Instagram. It's just Jillian Tedesco. You can also go to my website, jilliantedesco.co. That's just C-O there. You'll have the link for my book. I have a weekly blog I put out, so you can sign up for Tough Love from Jillian. Mm-hmm. So I just like talk about anything from faith to business to nutrition. Um, but yeah, those are probably the best places. And then uh, Fit Flavors Instagram as well. It's just um, fit underscore flavors underscore STL. And then you can always go to our website. You can order from the website or come into any of our five locations. Cool. Uh, so we have uh, a fans question. Uh, we call it an OnlyFans question because we only have so many fans. Uh, <laughs> so this OnlyFans question comes from Lars from Denmark, actually. Get out. So, did you guys, well, oh, you guys don't really follow us. So we're actually a top 10 business podcast in Denmark. Uh-huh. Yes, we're kind of a big deal over there. That's so we, cool. get, you know, we get flooded with questions from people. So questions from uh, Lars from Denmark. <laughs> Being... <laughs> Hey, Lars. Thanks for the question. Uh, Being in the field of fitness and nutrition, what do you feel is more difficult, working out consistently or living life out of shape and why? Oh, well, that might be hard for me to speak on because I can't think like being out of shape. It's just been my livelihood. I was in fitness and now I'm in nutrition. Um, But I I I would say that because when you're out of shape, you probably don't feel your best. And it just, this is a downward spiral. And the further along you go in life, I'm actually writing a blog right now and approaching 40 and all the things that have started to change. Like I'm 38 and I'm just like, things are just not the same as when I was in my 20s and my early 30s. So I can imagine for people, if they're out of shape, how how hard that would be versus even for people um, who need to be consistent with your workouts, like you'll figure it out. Like I'm not perfect. I don't work out five days a week. I don't even work out four days a week sometimes. Like it might be, I catch hot yoga, I walk 18, and then I catch one workout at the gym. But it's I, I can sustain that. And with my good nutrition, like I'm consistent, you know, and I feel I feel great. So I would say it's it would be harder to be out of shape. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll set the record on that. We'll make that a real. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll have to make sure we yeah. win. <laughs> yeah. That'll be now. funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but we appreciate it. Um, this has been cool. We're right at the 30-minute mark. So Jillian, we appreciate you coming in and yeah. uh, hopefully have you on again soon. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks.